Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. It was the night before Halloween, and I came to your door and I asked, trick or treat, what do you give me? Uh, I don't know. What are we going for? Count Dracula over here? <laughs> I was hoping for like just a quick, quick, quick answer. I got and nothing. then and then you questioned me, and I was like, "All right, well, the, the bit's over. I got nothing anymore." One, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, uh. two, uh. one new podcast episode and two co-hosts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Halloween, Halloweenies, all over the place. A spooky episode. Ooh. Not really. Not spooky at all. Like I can just change every story to read like a horror story. You could do that. <laughs> I would be interested to see how that plays out. Dark in the first couple. <laughs> <laughs> Dark. Probably Texas Chainsaw Massacre by the end. Frightening. Uh, spooky. It's in. It's. I mean. <clears throat> How do I say this? So normally, you know, there is a lot of horror and like scary things around Halloween, but I feel like this year it's been a lot more amped up than than normal. Oh, really? Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, it could be like you know, there's a couple of spooky games coming out soon. True. Could be. Um, there's another Halloween movie for the 85th year in a row. Yep. Bunch of TV shows. There's a Hellraiser TV show. Guillermo del Toro. Del Toro's. Uh, Curi- Cabinet of Curiosities, I think is what it was. That sounds like something out of his Dark Materials. All that good stuff. All that good stuff. But hey, maybe you're not into spooky things. Maybe you aren't going to go trick-or-treating. Maybe you aren't going to go egg houses. Maybe you aren't going to jump little kids and steal their candy. Oh, well. I gotta get that candy somehow. Exactly. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna kick some kid in the head and I'm gonna steal the candy bag. Well, if you aren't gonna do any of those things, you might find yourself in the cold, lonely evening, sitting in your living room playing video games. And here's a list of some games you could play. Brought to you by Nate. <laughs> I was I was almost about to do the whole thing as as count again and going with starting with number one and I like, one I can't I can't, uh, I can't uh, do it because uh, there's 23 on this list and I oh lose God. my mind. Number spend one. the whole podcast counting and laughing. <laughs> we could do that anyway. 
one hour coming up to you of counting and laughing. <laughs> count censored, great video. If you want a good Halloween video, type in the count censored into YouTube and just enjoy yourself. Uh, anyway, all right. You you know what it is, right? I've showed you that video, haven't I? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because it just bleeps out the word count. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So yep. In, in his song in his castle, it sounds hysterical. Yeah. Uh, number one, Cosmo Tear for the PC. Number two, Mountain Blade Two, Bannerlord for the PlayStation and Xbox. Number three, Victoria Three for the PC. Number four, Arkanoid Eternal Battle for the PC, PlayStation, and Switch, and Xbox. Uh, number five, Brewmaster Is for the PlayStation Simulator for the PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. I don't know, but I can tell you what it's not. The WoW Monk Spec, because that's been around for years. Okay. Uh, G- Gunfire Reborn makes its way to the Series X. Oh, good game. Hell yeah. Number seven, Horse Club Adventures 2, Hazelwood Stories for the PC, Xbox, and Switch. Number eight, Moonshine Inc. for the PC. Brewmaster and Moonshine Inc. on the same week. Mm. Competing titles. Alcoholics. Not me. What? Number nine, Paper Cut Mansion for the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Come on, I'm talking about horror games, man. Paper Cut Mansion. Sounds terrible. I, I hate the name of that. Number 10, The Pinball Wizard for the PC and Switch. He is a pinball wizard. He got, he got supple wrists. Mm. I'm pretty sure that's, that's the rest of that. I don't know. I don't remember. Is it Deaf Dumb Blind Kid? Yep. Who sure plays a mean pinball. Yep. But then it's the, it's the drawn out part. It's such a uh, uh, I thought it was that, but I might be wrong about it. Subtle wrist? Maybe it's subtle. Uh, it maybe. might be subtle. Could supple be. seems like the wrong phrase. Yeah, supple's a little weird. Subtle would be better. Especially considering one of them. Isn't one of them a sex offender? Yes. Okay. I don't know about that. <laughs> I said that with confidence. I, think, I don't know. I, I'm going to Google it. Uh, anyway, number 11. <laughs> speaking of sex offenders, Sackboy, A Big Adventure, makes its way to the PC. I don't even get a chuckle out of you for using Sackboy as a sex offender joke. Oh, I was, dude, I was all in on Googling this. <laughs> Come on. I'm talking to an audience here and you're killing me. Number 12, Saturnalia for the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number 13, Star Ocean, the Divine Force for the PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Number 14, Warhammer 40K, Inquisitor, Martyr for the PlayStation 5 and Series X. Number 15, Bayonetta 3 for the Switch. Child pornography. That's that's why. That's what one of them got busted for. Yep. Pretty bad. That's uh, it's up there with like one of the worst things you could get busted for. It's it's a little. I don't know. You know what? I'm not gonna say that. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna let that be defended. It's not. I'm not saying it's defensible, but it's uh. There's there's. Are we really going to have this conversation? No, I'm just letting you know. You know, if you're curious, I'm not a, actually. There's a story I'm to not, it. I'm not interested in continuing to talk about child pornography on this on this podcast. I don't want to know this story. I don't want to know. <laughs> just don't. Yeah, it's a little suspicious sounding, but it's right. interesting. Yeah, of course, it's suspicious sounding. <laughs> if it wasn't, I have more uh. questions. <laughs> number 16 Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 for the PC PlayStation and Xbox 
if that's you... getting a lot of love. Yeah, Modern Warfare Two. Yeah, we'll see if I get into it. I haven't been able to like justify paying seventy dollars yet for something that if I don't have people to play it with, I don't know that I would play it. Because my whole thing, like Warzone's whatever. Warzone's not me. Yeah, I'm all about the playing the multiplayer. But if nobody else is playing it in my like in my immediate friend group, the typical people I'll play like the like five to ten people I'll play games with. If they're not in there playing it, then I'm not going to log into myself and play it. In late 2022, it's hard to justify $70 for a multiplayer game. Call of Duty. Like, the single player will be good, and there is the... Short, though. Six hours, yeah, five, yeah. six hours. Well, I mean, it's a Call of Duty campaign. That, that's about right. Um, I'm sure that's probably fine. Good slash fine. Uh, there's the co-op stuff, but again, you need a person. Yeah. And you need multiplayer. You need so a body. You know, preferably breathing. For this instance, yes. The issue becomes if I don't have that, then I don't want to, like, I'll shell out $70 for God of War and won't think twice. Yeah. But when the predominant thing is multiplayer, it's like now it starts to kind of get harder to justify for me. Mm -hmm. Anyway, number 17, Factorio for the Switch. Number eight, do you want to, I guess I could just get lost in Factorio on the Switch. Yeah. Just okay. like, I don't know, man. I'm pain and suffering. I gotta move this factory around. Yeah. Number 18, <laughs> Live by the Sword Tactics for the Xbox and Switch. Number 19, Resident Evil Reverse for the PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. And from what I hear, that sucks. Uh, number 20, Resident Evil Village Shadows of Rose DLC is officially out. They've been pushing that one hard for a while. I'm hoping this is a spelling error. Uh, but these are th- the next three games are out on October 31st, but we don't record before Halloween. So I just figured I'd throw them out there. But we are recording before Halloween. We don't record on Halloween. Halloween. I don't know if this matters because they would just would have been in the list next week. But I wanted to get them out there just in case you wanted some horror, sure. some horror spooky games before Halloween. Insomnus for the Switch. Necroboy Path to Evil Ship for the PC. And The Unliving for PC. I like sounds of that for some reason. The Unliving or the yeah. Necro Boy? The Unliving. All right, yeah. Uh, we boy. prefer the term differently alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, silly. Now, before we get into the news, I have to ask you a question and then tell you a statement. News who's? Yeah, go. What's because up? I decided to check the feedback doc for the first time in like a year because nobody's literally left anything. And then I found these from a month ago. Oh. And I feel kind of bad that we never addressed them. Well, that's cool. You're a dick. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. But the first comment was from Freddie. And I assume Mercury based on what the, the question is here. Use the song Crazy Little Thing Called Love and replace love with wow. Is this like a, I wonder now if someone's the, done this on YouTube or something. They probably have. But I started singing it in my head when I read this. Yeah. And I accidentally wrote, do you believe in a thing called love by Dio, I believe? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and no, that's not by Dio. Rainbows in the Dark is by Dio. Because <laughs> I did, do you believe in a thing called wow? Yeah. And then and I, but I was like, that's the wrong song. I did the same thing. Yeah. So, that's how bad we are. Crazy. 
Crazy little thing. Big man. Relax. Farm fish? No. I could I could do it, but it would take I couldn't do it off the cuff. All right, so I, I need what to, needs I need to, to see happen. the lyrics because I forget it. Is we do I've already to, confused it with three other songs. We do need to follow through with the uh, V tubing boomkin. Oh and yeah, then Tommy we'll green screen it, and we'll do a little. Just do Tommy Dungeons with a giant mustache. Yeah, and then a we'll, giant mustache and teeth. We'll, we'll do Mercury, a 3D Freddie Mercury boomkin. <laughs> yeah, we'll do a 3D, and you you know you'll do a little singing and dancing, and and we'll do the song, <laughs> and that'll be your your live stream intro. Matt's just selling me now. <laughs> you're just Tommy Dungeons, and every now and then you're Freddie Mercury. Uh, Freddie Boomkin. <laughs> hey, <a> Freddie Boomkin. <laughs> uh, Darling. <laughs> I just, well, just have I, like I, just imagine, just imagine me beak. as a Boomkin to the beat doing uh, We Will Rock You. Or just, it's just that the. the... <laughs> But it's a boomkin doing the stomp clap. It'd be yeah. so stupid. People would love it. <laughs> I, I love it. Uh, the actual question, though, Matt, is do you think the only people buying desktop computers are gamers? And that is from one known as Grand Funk Railroad. Grand Funk Railroad. I think there's essentially two. I mean, the blanket answer is there's really two people who are buying. And it's it's a wide swap okay all right cast your net wide i understand you got gamers and you got creators well that's i think what people are are Ooh, i like where you're heading them at and i will challenge you that there's a third group you're not expecting third group using computers that doesn't fall under gamer or creator specifically buying desktop uh, corporations? No, but that's a good that's a good guess. Schools. But I don't I don't acknowledge corporations as people. School? Oh, people. Third group. The people. government does. I don't. <laughs> I mean, what's what's the third group? Everybody else. Now that's a catch all, <laughs> and I'm a dick for using it. But more, what I mean is your everyday person. It's fifty fifty. Like I don't think I don't know because the conversation would be is. Because it's phrased the way it is, mm-hmm. is buying desktop computers. So the argument then becomes, are they buying more desktop computers or laptops? Like, what's the split? Is it I would 50, say laptops. 50? Is it laptops? I, I feel almost. like it wouldn't be. For the average person, yeah. I think 100% they're, they're buying laptops or a tablet. Because, I mean, you can just walk into Best Buy and buy a desktop and leave. You could walk into Best, Best, Best Buy, Buy and buy, and buy a, a laptop. laptop and leave. Yeah. I don't know. I just I you're That's right. It. I mean you're I You're right that it is probably laptops. It's probably like 70/30. Yeah, in I mean I would retail sale cuz I'm not I think the building percentage is even less than that. Yeah, I think the only here's the here's the the nitty-gritty of it as far as your thought process. I think the only people, the only everyday people who are not gamers or not some sort of content creator and that I'm using Gamers is the the specific one. When I say content creators, I'm using the wide blanket. Like we're talking, uh, you know, editors of various kinds, um, programmers, like the every creator. The anyone else outside of that who's buying a desktop is a low income person. 
like a person sure because laptops are generally more expensive than desktops but even saying that there's super cheap laptops now like super cheap but i think you i think you run into an issue at that point where you go what are you using it for yeah because you can get away with a super cheap laptop but your performance on a super cheap desktop will be better yeah for sure but i don't think like i said it just depends on what you need it for no one's you know the average person isn't doesn't have that thought process like we know that but the average person doesn't know that true i really now i'm curious i want to know like the sales breakdown on desktops versus laptops or tune in next week when matt pulls the numbers from the latest sale things well i i kind of assumed there'd be some sort of like this would be a topic at some point and i'm not i sort of was like oh i'll do a quick google search but bold I mean, in all honesty, it's kind of, this is kind of timely because we're, I'm running into this with, um, my wife's, we need a new my PC, wife. my, my wife, no, <laughs> we need a new, um, PC for her to edit photos with. And like my old, my previous gaming PC is so long in the tooth that it's fucking, I forgot how old it is. It's it's bad oh oh yeah yeah you're running the old old one for her right now yeah so we're like now yeah, we're oh god that one is old we're like trying to decide like what makes sense yeah what makes sense because like it's a size thing too she doesn't want a big desktop so i'm like oh do i get like a knock do i go like super super small pc True, do i could go a knock yeah you know, I'm like trying to figure out like what the best attack like angle is. That there's some pretty attack. cool knocks out there too. There is, and it's just kind of the question becomes like, is an APU enough, or is it just is there better value just throwing a like a even like a low tier graphics card in? There? Well, like you can get so there's knocks that are you know yay big, right? Mm-hmm. I say yay big for everybody doing it at home. Make a square with your fingers. Uh, but there's also ones that are this big. Yeah, I've seen those. There's also ones that are a little bit bigger than that. Intel makes some pretty nice. They have a couple. They usually have more like actual dedicated graphics in them. Yeah, there's a couple. Um, I've run across a few on sale that are like a year or two old that are like the Devil Canyon ones. Yeah, and then um, Asus has a bare bones uh desk knock. It's called they call it a desk mini, but it's. It's yes. almost like a, it's it's like almost like a slightly wider thin client. Yeah, there is a uh, there's a a PC from Intel that's actually really really interesting. I mm-hmm. believe I sent you pictures of it from PAX. Yeah, because it it is that deep really, mm-hmm. but it's essentially a knock because you literally slide in the motherboard. Yeah, that's the the Devil Canyon things are like, it's it's bizarre. It's almost like the the motherboard processor and everything are almost like a yeah a they're card. one they're one unit. They're like there's that. And then you plug in your graphics card over here. Mm-hmm. That was like the two things in the machine. Yep. Anyway. Couldn't give me some graphs? I don't want to read an article. Whatever. I'll look into it later. Didn't throw that so far. <laughs> well, <laughs> look into that later. No. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, it's it's an interesting topic to consider for sure. I, I think you're right, though. I think the majority of people are buying like, I think it might not be seventy thirty to like I think it is. I think it might be closer, but I did. Mm-hmm. It's probably when you again take into the account of the world. I think we're gonna see a pendulum effect too because I'm getting like it would be very interesting to see that broken down by country as well. It's funny you should say that because the article I was just reading where I'm like, oh, you could give me graphs. 
they basically were arguing that, you know, there's a bigger difference in markets than you would think. Yeah, it'd be a very interesting thing is difference in markets. And then even if you broke it down by like city, mm-hmm. like what are people in New York City buying versus rural Texas? Oh, yeah. I And I bet you could you would notice to even buy like city layouts, like cities that are more congested that don't have like where you have to do more public transport. I would transportation, excuse me. I would bet there's way more laptops than desktops. See, you would think that, but I would almost think the opposite. Because think, of like stay at, like I think there's a, work from I think home. there's a bunch of people like that that would make do with their phone or tablet mm-hmm. as their go between. I am shocked. So like, but then have they have their office computer and they have the other thing and they just pull up their email on like a tablet or whatever while they're kind of going. Working with engineers, software engineers, and hardware engineers, I am shocked with how many of them are just hundred percent on board with the the laptop to the point of where. Instead of having a desktop, they'll have multiple laptops. So, coming from my background, also true. Until you actually do something that needs power, then yeah. the laptop's gone. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you want actually dedicated graphics with discrete chips and yada yeah. yada yada? Laptops. Out. Well, all the develop. It's kind of it's fast. It's actually probably really interesting comparing the two because or any of my guys running CAD. Yeah, like you, they're doing that, whereas all of our development is all ARM-based. It's all ARM cores. Yeah. So it's like, why not? Yeah, I do. (laughs) It's angry development. Yeah. (laughs) What's that? You have a nice, tiny, little, happy machine? No, no. I want to make mine cry. Oh, all right, cool. Great. Love that. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Because, like, if you get certain applications, like, if you're doing machine learning stuff, you're running a GPU. I mean, that's on a server at that point. Yeah. You're doing that on a desktop. But, like, even if you're doing something like, like, CAD is a giant, you know, you know what CAD is. Yeah. Auto CAD. Well, that's but kind like, of the wild thing, though. You would not do that at, even, like, a efficient level on a laptop. You even could do CAD, it with, like, even, I think mini CAD, I think, is a thing. Maybe I might be speaking on my ass here. Well, even, point. even, there's even, like, CADs that rival like Autodesk CAD that are browser based. Yeah. Like Tinkercad is browser based. Yeah. There's just always a, runs a point where there's certain things where it's like you can get away with certain things. And mm-hmm. there's just other times where you're like, nah, I kind of want the full blown. Yeah. Power hungry video edit, you know, as you're talking about with editing, video editing. Mm-hmm. Sure. You could get away with what she's doing, get away with doing it on a laptop. But there are very few things you will find where somebody's doing. Like production level, high end shit, mm-hmm. and they're going, "Oh yeah, I, I filmed this Super Bowl commercial and edited it using my my Mac Mini." You're like, "No, you didn't." See, that's kind of the problem, though. Is like a lot of these people, a you, lot of these people you that you would think are like, "Oh, they should they should run, they should be running like a mean desktop," will be running like a MacBook Pro, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Yo, yeah, there are times that I I believe that that's happening. And then there are other times where I know for a fact there are editors staring at them on their iMacs that are super beefed, going, what is wrong with you? No wonder it takes you X amount of time to edit anything. It's kind of an interesting, we're spending way too long on this, but oh, it's an interesting conversation because of the, like the, the, the dynamic in, in computer hardware right now to where like, there's the clear trend of everything going smaller. And then you look at like graphics cards and you look at like the RTX 4090, which is like 
the RTX 4090 card is bigger than my PC case. Yeah. It's fucking huge. Yeah, it's gigantic. It's just... It's insane. Yeah, it's insane. All right, I guess let's get into the news. Yeah, go for it. Am I doing number one? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, That's because you don't want a Freudian slip. That wouldn't be a Freudian slip. No, that's not Freudian. What's the... uh, What would that be? um, I don't know enough sociology. Okay. Is it sociology? Psychology. I don't even know that. It's it's an ology. How's that sound? That sounds great. We agree. Number one. One (laughs) One biology. Microsoft is said to be accelerating its hunt for Chinese titles. With. (laughs) (laughs) He did the joke anyway. Uh, All right. Microsoft is said to be accelerating its hunt for Chinese titles with Genshin Impact named specifically as the reason. According to Reuters, the success of MiHoYo title, the MiHoYo, <laughs> the success of the MiHoYo title, which is available on PC, PlayStation, and mobile, has given the move a sense of urgency. Two industry sources familiar with the matter told Reuters that Microsoft is making independent studios in China, quote, big money offers, end quote, to bring more titles to Game Pass. They also said the company has been building a team to source Chinese titles. Uh, which aligned with reports from February that Microsoft wants to help developers in the country reach a global audience. Sources also told Reuters that Microsoft regretted missing out on Genshin Impact, having spoken to MiHoYo prior to the game's release, but failing to reach a deal. One of the sources said the choice to bring the RPG to PlayStation, quote, made Sony a lot of money, end quote. Genshin Impact recently hit its second anniversary, surpassing 3.7 billion dollars in lifetime revenue on mobile alone china is the number one territory for player spending accounting for 33 percent of its global mobile earnings free to play mmo go give me money 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 print print money money there's a couple of people i know of that are playing it but i have never actually like looked at it myself uh, I've never looked at it, and I don't know of anyone. I don't know. I don't know them personally. Like I'll see them on Twitter every now and then talking about. Uh, they're like casters for league. They're like, oh my yada yada or whatever. And I'm like, oh that's got to be a Genshin thing, and because they were playing it last time I heard, and they make a reference to something. I'm like, no idea what you're talking about. I'd be interested to see the breakdown of like, uh, you know, what markets. Like obviously China's the biggest, but yeah, if it fans out from China and like North America is like. Second, yeah, kind of like a a blip. Like what you know, I would I would almost assume that's like China, Korea, Japan, like Southeast Asia, like yeah. those are the hot zones, and then North America is like lukewarm. Yeah. Did uh, do we have the Game Pass news in here later? There is Game Pass news later. Um, specifically the money part. Uh there's. There is well, I guess it depends. If you're talking about um how much money my makes Microsoft, I don't that I don't know I'm if that's in there. that's not. Uh it's towards the end. Actually it might just no, be in the short there. stuff. It's not. That that short stuff thing isn't the relevant part. Ooh. Anyway, so the uh Game Pass is actually profitable. Yeah. So that's just the news. So kick rocks, everybody that says it's not. 
you're wrong. It's profitable and it accounts for roughly 15% of Microsoft's revenue. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah, for sure. And well, we'll bring it up again because there's another point to that that's kind of crazy. Anyway, let's go to number two then. Number two, Rocksteady has announced that studio co-founders Sefton Hill and Jamie Walker are set to leave the studio at the end of the year. The news was shared in an announcement by WB Games president David Haddad, who said that the pair will begin a new adventure in gaming together. Following their departure, Rocksteady founding member and director of production Nathan Burlow will become studio director, and Darius Sadigan, Sadigan, Sadiagan. I'm losing my mind. We'll they become, all sound good. We'll become studio production director. Hill and Walker co-founded the company in 2004, which is best known for Batman first. Best known for the Batman Arkham game series, as well as the upcoming Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. The passing of the torch. Yeah. I mean, hell, that's a 18-year run. It is a long with, run. With a Batman series that is really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good run. Sounds like they're going to go do another video game thing. Interested to see what that is. Same time. Uh, number three, Hero Capital has announced that it has become the main investor in Loric Games, a studio recently created by former Mythic Entertainment veterans. Uh, Loric Games was founded in March by Brian Johnson. Ray Soto, and Rob Denton, who was the co-founder of Mythic. Johnson and Soto are both veterans of the Dark Age of Camelot developer as well, having worked on the likes of Ultima Online and Star Wars The Old Republic. Uh, Hero's investment will go towards Lorik's debut title, which will be announced in 2023 with the studio due to specialize in co-op survival RPGs. I've noticed a trend recently. And it is co-op games, either co-op survival games or co-op shooters of some kind. But that seems to be all the rage or is going to be all the rage the next couple of years when these games start to release. Yep. That's the new, uh, new hot thing that will eventually get beaten to death and we'll be really sick of it and then they'll move on to something else. Yeah, it'll it'll happen when they when they declare single player dead again because all they're releasing is these, and then single player will a uh, single player game will show up and blow them out of the water in sales again. Yeah, they'll be like, oh my god, single player games are so amazing. Uh huh. Because we're just a games industry and we tout like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I hate those people. <laughs> Number four, Lulu Cheng Manas Mesev Meservery Meserve. Lulu Chang Meserve? Chief Communications Officer at Activision Blizzard is named in a new labor complaint filed by the Communications Workers of America. The filing, shared by Polygon, accuses Meserve of sharing anti-union propaganda in a company Slack channel last week, which approximately 18,000 employees have access to. It alleges that Meserve coerced and restrained employees in the exercise of their Section 7 rights, which is the uh, right to join, form, or assist unions by, quote, admonishing all staff not to share anything other than a discreet and respectful communication about Activision Blizzard's union stance. The message follows and makes references to Blizzard Albany's QA team, which won the right to form a union last week. 
Ballots for the unionization vote at Blizzard Albany will go out to the QA team later this month, and the results will be collected on November 18th. I'm getting distracted by numbers. What numbers now? I found uh, a breakdown of oh notebook, God, desktop, PC, we moved on. and tablet shipments worldwide from 2010 to... Shipments uh, don't equate to sales. That doesn't count. Move on. We had that same issue when we discussed PlayStation and Microsoft at the beginning of their life cycles. Oh, well, we shipped all of these to the country. That's so interesting. Okay. <laughs> um... <laughs> Every now and then you gotta you gotta pull them back on that leash. <laughs> Number five. Speaking of Activision Blizzard, the California Civil Rights Department, formerly known as the Department of Fair Employment and Housing, they named they renamed themselves. That's interesting. And they're now the Civil Rights Department. Way easier. Anyways. Ah, I don't want to get too long and complicated. <laughs> They've announced the second appellate. District of Court of Appeal. I don't know if I said that right. You know what? Close enough. Has denied Activision's petition to dismiss the case brought against the publisher last year. According to the CRD, Activision first asked the trial court to dismiss the lawsuit by claiming the department failed to comply with pre-filing obligations before the suit was issued. This was denied. Activision then turned to the the Court of Appeal to dismiss the case but now that has been denied as well. Double denied. You're not denied once, you deny twice. Twice. So, uh, I think you're just going to have to go to court on this one. Oh, no. Another time you have to go to court. Crazy. Your lawyer's getting paid overtime. Oh, my God. Can you imagine the amount of money they're making? Holy fuck. Brutal. <laughs> Should have been a lawyer. No, I shouldn't. Absolutely not. Number six, we have some interesting rumors courtesy of Colin Moriarty and Tom Henderson. Quantic Dreams' Star Wars Eclipse may not even have entered real production yet, as the studio is suffering from major engine problems. On top of that, the leak story details are a controlled leak to gauge community reactions and help the studio recruit more developers. Now, the leaked story details. (laughs) Apparently, Star Wars Eclipse's main character will be called Sarah, a member of a humanoid race, that has never appeared before in the Star Wars universe, called the Zaran. This race is at the head of a military-focused empire whose balance is disrupted by Sarah's marriage to Zendo. As the two are part of factions who have very different views, the first a more aggressive, the second a softer. The entire game will revolve around their relationship, and if you haven't heard of Romeo and Juliet in space, well, I got a story to tell you. Um, not inspiring. No, because which one of you? Which, it's which part? Definitely be Zendo Montague. That has to be. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sarah Capulet. Come on, they go nailed it. Too easy. Too easy. Um, engine problems. Like I'm sure the story is more in depth, but all I can picture is somebody pitching that idea, going, "Man, that sounds really good," and then going, "Yeah, you've read it. You know it's good." It's called Romeo and Juliet no, the by Shakespeare. Oh my god, that's the most original story I've ever heard. There's <laughs> just me in the room going, Shakespeare? Shakespeare? Out the window. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's exactly that meme. It's, oh yeah, and then they'll have a competing like family rivalry thing. 
Are you guys just doing Shakespeare and then throwing out the window? Yeah. Get the. Uh, yeah, I don't like any of this. Don't like any of that. I'm like not surprised by any of it, actually. No, not at all. It's I'm... sad. I'm just not surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Just disappointed. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> Number seven. Bethesda announced that Fallout 4 will launch on current generation consoles sometime in 2023. All owners of the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One versions of the game will be able to download the new version as a free upgrade. The new versions of the game will include performance and quality modes, the latter featuring 4K resolution support, bug fixes, and bonus creation club content. A next-gen PC upgrade is also launching on PC in 2023, but it's not yet clear which improvements it will include. All of them. Speaking of Fallout, a new look at the Fallout TV series in development by Amazon Studios has been provided by a video included in a series celebrating the franchise's 25th anniversary. The video features Bethesda's Todd Howard, or Thakun Todd Howard, discussing how the idea of a TV series came to be. Money, production, money, and more money. During the video, (laughs) it is possible to see one of the sets, details of a power armor, and a bottle of Nuka-Cola. Not to be outdone, Amazon shared the first image from the show earlier this week. Heading the development are Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy, who have previously worked together on Westworld. IMDb also recently added the following synopsis for the plot pilot episode. As the Brotherhood of Steel invades Vault City, it is the job of Mike and Elizabeth to rescue the citizens. So weird that the Fallout 4 is getting an update when uh, there's a show coming out. Yeah, it's suspicious. Time is weird, right? It's a tad suspicious. There's Um, something going on over there in Animal Fields. I do want to say uh, Jonathan Nolan is the brother of Christopher Nolan. Yes. And he also helped Christopher Nolan by uh, writing. Um, and I think he produced as well um, a bunch of Christopher Nolan's movies, including The Dark Knight. And Westworld's a great show. Yeah. So there's there there's a. Uh... There's oil in them fields, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do know what you mean. mean. (laughs) Between that and all the leaks, like there's been this this show has been there's been a lot of leaked images from the show. Yeah, yeah. Even uh, their first official image, I was like, man, that's the most underwhelming one. You should (laughs) you should have just said the leaks are real. (laughs) Uh, Especially the ones of the like inside the vault and stuff. I'm like, holy fuck, this like it looks like a vault. Yeah, it's straight out of the games. So yeah, granted, most vaults just like shipping crates, but you did. Yeah, you painted it well. Yeah, you weathered it and stuff. You know, here's something like caught in the throat. Don't. (laughs) (laughs) Number nine. Speaking of 25th anniversaries, the Age of Empires franchise marked its birthday with its 25th anniversary live stream, uh, which was packed with new info and announcements. Uh, the big one being the return of a fan favorite spinoff in Age of Mythology Retold. This is a definitive, definitive edition style remaster of the original game. It was also confirmed Age of Empires 2 definitive edition and Age of Empires 4 will be coming to Xbox consoles. Uh, the Relic Entertainment team has also been working on an Age of Empires 4 anniversary update. It includes two new civilizations, the Ottomans and the Malians. Mal- Malians? Mal- Who are the, who the fuck are they? 
amongst a slew of other I, things. I assume they... No, wait. No, we looked at this. Well, we, we watched this trailer before when it was Ottomans and Malians. We've watched this trailer. Who are the Malians? Do we know? The Ottomans. Obviously. We, we knew at the time. Let's look it up again. All right. Uh, the Age of Empire 4 anniversary update launched October 25th. Age of Empire 2 Definitive Edition comes to Xbox Series XS and Xbox Game Pass on January 31st, 2023. A release window has not been revealed for the Age of Mythology retold. West African Empires. Mm, I remember us having to look it up. Yep. We, do you remember doing that exact same conversation? Yes. That's exactly what happened. Yep. And we did not retain it, so... Nope. Well, because neither of us plays about Age of Empires. So. That's true. Well, it's on Game Pass, so we could change that. That's true. I won't. You might. Uh, yep. <laughs> nope. Number 10. <laughs> CD Projekt Red confirmed a remake of the first entry in the Witcher series is currently in development. Oh, excuse me. The remake, which will be powered by Unreal Engine 5, as confirmed on the series' official website, is currently in development by Polish developer Fool's Theory, with CD Projekt Red providing full creative supervision. What does that mean? What does full creative supervision mean? It basically means they can veto anything they want. Wouldn't that just be creative supervision? Why does full have to be there? What is half creative supervision? What does that mean? I don't know, man. They're just taking responsibility for it. The project was previously known by the codename Kenneth Major, as outlined by the CD Project Red earlier this month. I keep saying the CD Project Red. Anyway, quote, It's still early, and we want to ensure that the game is created with the utmost care and attention to detail. Therefore, while we're excited to share news with you, we want to ask you for patience, as it will be a while until we start talking about this project in detail. End quote. A.K.A. We announced this five years too fucking early. Sorry. Uh, I'm glad you said that because I read that when I first saw this news, it fucking it tilted oh, me. The, it tilted the, me. The moment time. they said, "Hey, we're remaking it," I would, I would, I would have been like, "Cool." Just that's basically what I went with was cool. I stopped there mm-hmm. because same thing. I knew immediately this is five years out minimum. Yeah, and. All I needed from them was to be like, hey, Witcher's 10 years old. Mm-hmm. We're just going to celebrate and just for a fun announcement or whatever, whatever thing is 10 years old or whatever, whatever I read. I don't, I blank. Amnesia. Uh, I didn't read it. Okay. So whatever the history thing was about the timing of the Witcher, it was like, all right, cool. To celebrate. We're going to drop, uh, we're going to do a remake of Witcher. Yeah. And just leave it there. Call it a day. See you later. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, it became a whole thing. It was, and it was an event, yada, yada. I'm like, you, but you guys haven't even done anything yet. You're just announcing that you're doing something, and now you're going to make everybody do what they did Cyberpunk to you and just ask questions the entire time. Yep. That's true. A little easier because you're, it, you're redoing a game that you were already made. So there's less, like, questions and speculations because it's just like if you're actually just remaking from the ground up with a new engine then i'm not going to ask you you know what about the quest and blah 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 but i am happy to see it getting a remake because i would like to play it at today's standards yeah even witcher 3 standards i would have been okay with 
but I just can't go back and play it. I and it hasn't been on consoles before, so that's the other part where it'll be like. I had a friend who uh, a coworker who I think has played The Witcher recently. The first one. Yep, and he said that it actually he his his opinion is that the game actually has aged well. It, it, probably technically, it probably has. Mm-hmm. But then again, I'd also like to know what other RPGs has that person played. I think they um, almost exclusively play RPGs. Like, so. if you're going to tell me that it holds up to God of War from 2018, I think the idea. I would argue with you that it does. I think the idea is that the style, like the gameplay and the style of the game, holds up. Sure, that's probably true, but it's also one of the early. It's it, that would make sense to me because it's mm-hmm. a it's a basis for like a yeah good. RPG. I've seen the game itself looks old. I mean, it's, yeah, it, looks it like does. Old, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, cool. I'm sick of it. I just want stop I want developers things. to stop announcing. Yeah, exactly. Stop announcing things until it's like a year, maybe two years out. Year Especially when they've already announced stuff. They already announced that there's another Witcher game and they're doing more cyberpunk stuff. You mm-hmm. guys could have just been silent and then dropped this with uh, like a year to go. Yeah. Yeah. They're falling into that like uh, Bethesda trap, I feel like. Hype trap. Hype trap, man. It gets you every time. Hype Trap is also not a genre on Spotify. <laughs> Hype Trap does sound like it would be a thing. I don't know what the fuck it would be, but it just sounds like it would just be a thing. Cocaine-fueled trap music? Yeah. Hype Trap. Is it like <laughs> trap music mixed with like uh, house music or like dubstep or something? Maybe. Probably old old dubstep where it was real, like Scary Monsters Nice Sprites type of wub dubstep. Yeah, like uh, fucking. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm just gonna like cocaine, uh, fucking drum and bass. <laughs> cocaine drum and bass is in a different genre. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know we're on the same. same no, because thing. all I'm picturing is a is like a slow drum and bass. Oh, and then on cocaine, <laughs> and it's it looks like that. You remember the video of the like metal drummer that's inside of that pink stuffed animal suit at like a kid's concert and he's just slamming to it's a really obscure reference i I think it's a japanese thing of course Uh, it's some like kids concert that you'd almost see it like the state fair going on or some kids thing and he's like a metal drummer or whatever in the it must be like a costume band and so you can't see them because it's just a giant like pink bear playing the drums or pink whatever and he's just doing triplets and double bass pedal and just slamming the drum kit like a psychopath. And I just picture that being cocaine drum and bass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll have to... Uh... I, I'm, well, I'm going to find it. Also, there is a playlist called Hype Trap Rap. I'm not going to play the playlist, but let's see what the first three songs are. Act of Fool, Rick Ross, New Slaves, Kanye West. I need more Chief Keef. This no, come on. This is this is terrible. Trap hype EDM. There we go. First song Twerk Star. Um, we're, Second we, Toka featuring Timmy Trumpet. We found we found it. Tony featuring Nipsey Hussle. Jungle Bay from the Jack U track. This might this might be a hype. I'm gonna I'm just gonna do a quick like on that. Well, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that gets us later. <laughs> we'll revisit that after the podcast. <laughs> this house about to shake. <laughs> uh, all right, number eleven. 
Earlier this week, a role advertised on a job recruitment site stated that Sony was, quote, building a new internal game development team in partnership with PSS Visual Arts, end quote. The San Diego-based support studio, which recently contributed to The Last of Us Part 1. Uh, the job listing later stated that the unannounced project was being developed in collaboration with Naughty Dog. According to a Bloomberg report from last year, Visual Arts wanted to remake the first Uncharted game, but the project was apparently deemed to be too expensive and time-consuming, so it switched its attention to this year's remake of The Last of Us, a release thought to require less additional design work. No shit! That's Sorry. brand fucking new. Sorry. Continue. I'm the not, same I'm not publication angry. claimed that at one point, another Sony studio, Days Gone developer Bend, was at one point assigned to work on a new Uncharted game with supervision from Naughty Dog. That's true. We did know that as well because we've forever made the joke that every studio Sony owns. Bungie will become a support studio for Naughty Dog. Yep. Uh, there was more recent signs that Sony could be planning to revisit the Uncharted franchise. Earlier this year, a newly appointed recruiter at Naughty Dog claimed she had been hired to build, quote, future teams for not only new titles, but for the legacy of Uncharted, end quote. So, Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Here's my thing. And I'll say this. All right, Nate's thing. It will and move we'll on. see. We'll see if. Oh, okay. I guess I don't. We don't. Have, we're not really gonna move on. But I, I, I we'll see if it aligns with I my won't, thing. I won't elaborate. Okay. <laughs> Uncharted, as the series, 
mm-hmm. can only go in two directions. Got it. Now, this is from me not playing or finishing an Uncharted. Shocking. I started one, made it like a quarter of the way through, and I was like, I can't do this. So Was it a, the original one, or was it like... The collection one. Okay. All right. That makes a lot of sense. So now I will say this part. You know how we were talking about how the Witcher, the someone's opinion of the Witcher was that it aged well? Yes. That oh I know for a fact one does not age well. Uncharted One did not age well. Yeah, no, I know that. That I've had that verified to me from other people where I'm like, did I just I know two and three are goaded. What the hell happened to one? Anyway. That collection. One, two, and three. Don't touch four. Four is fine. Mm-hmm. There's not is there a five? No. Don't make a five. That's part of this plan. Don't make a five. Don't make another side story either. What the hell was that? Lost Legacy? Just leave that. It's a good, good thing. Just leave it over there. If you're going to do something like that again, fine. But like, uh, uh, whatever. Don't make a five. But remake one. Just one. Two. Oh. And three. Okay. Start with one. Do your Last of Us plan starting at Uncharted 1, where you should have actually done it instead of The Last of Us. That you should have done Uncharted at that. So... Yes, my thing is that not you blew your goodwill remaking The Last of Us. You and then you've lost your privileges to remake anything. To remake anything, so I don't want any more Uncharted. I don't want a new Uncharted. I don't want a remake of an Uncharted game. I don't make a new thing. Go fucking make it. Go lock yourself in the goddamn closet and go make something new. So three options, and I'm fine with that one. That's one of the options. Okay. One of the options is 100%, which I think is the correct call. Lock yourselves in the cabinet. Go figure something out. And you're not allowed to... The only thing you're allowed to redo is Jack and Daxter. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. Because that is far enough out of anybody's... Acknowledging that you made that wheelhouse, Mm -hmm. that they'll be confused why Troy Baker looks like a ferret. Yep. Or whoever you get to voice (laughs) it, but let's be honest, it's going to be Troy. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> I'm just just picturing Troy's hair, but on Jack. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, it works. <laughs> um, so if you're going to remake that one, no one can complain because nobody even associates you with that. Anymore. Yeah. If you are to, the other option is to remake Uncharted. Starting at one, from the ground up, do what you did to The Last of Us when you literally made the worst call you could have made by remaking the last. Mm-hmm. Then do two, and then do three. Yeah. But don't you do them directly. Which you I can, think... You can directly do one, but then I think you pay off two and three to somebody else while you remake Jack and Daxter or make a new game. I would imagine what is ha- going to happen, realistically, based on what we just read, I think what is going to happen is that. I think... I think a... A secondary team that's an outside studio or visual studio, wherever the fuck these people are, Blue Point, are going to make a remake of Uncharted 1 under the supervision of Um, Naughty Dog. Neil Druckmann. Yes. Nobody else in Naughty Dog matters. You know that. Yep. Uh, So, yeah. Which, that's fine. But then we go back to the other thing, where Naughty Dog, you're only allowed out of the closet to supervise that 
back in there until you come up with something new or oh, you yeah. agree to review Jack and Daxter. I think this is going to become a joke for us, though, is because I think well, I think you're right. I think I think they're going to remake one, two, and three. Yep. And I think they're going to do it concurrently, and it's going to be it's going to be Blue Point. It's going to be this visual. What is it? Who is visual this? Visual Studios. It's going to be the San Diego Visual Arts, and it's going to be this new studio that they're making. Yeah. And Naughty Dog's going to supervise it while another Naughty Dog team is making Uncharted 5. Right. Which brings me to my issue. Because here's the fun part. What will actually happen is they'll do 1, 2, and 3, and Naughty Dog will high-res 4 to make it playable on the 5, and I'll hate all of them for it. Yeah. And then Naughty Dog, when they announce that they've done that for 4, because they'll they'll announce that when it's about ready to release. Uh Uh-huh. They'll also announce five at the same time. Yeah. So they'll say, "Hey, to recap, you there's four. You have everything you can play now, and here's our new story at five. Mm-hmm. And it's Uncharted: Son of Drake. And that's the part where I'm gonna scream because it's going to be Child of Whoever. That's not the true subtitle, but it is 100 percent going to be you're playing as kids again. So you don't know how Uncharted Four ended, right? Uh, I don't remember. Okay. I think I've seen the ending. Okay. Aren't they? Uh, aren't him and what's her name on like the beach with a child? Yeah, daughter. Yeah, daughter. That's what. I can't remember if it was a son or a daughter. Yeah, there and she's isn't she at the Drake Mansion at one point? No, I'm think I'm confusing Lara Croft for a minute there. Yeah, which is funny because that was my joke. Is that like, oh, did they just make Laura Croft? Like, is she yeah, Laura oh, yeah, Croft? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're gonna <laughs> crossover. We're gonna burn down every civilization we've ever met. Yeah, you and Indy. <laughs> Honestly, that would be a a wilder mashup if they said Uncharted treasure hunters and they somehow agreed between everybody to pull indy drake and laura into one game (laughs) mind-blowing that being said they're gonna make uncharted 5 it's gonna be daughter of drake or drake's daughter drake's daughter has a you know it's the old uncharted 5 double d and (laughs) legacy of drake Ooh, legacy of drake that's a good one or drake's legacy or like that wasn't that what the the one two and three like collection are yeah the um something legacy there's a side game called lost legacy yeah side game yeah but yeah so if it's if it's drake's legacy or the legacy of drake or something and it's gonna be oh here's the kid now if they do the way i want them to do it which would be the very fun way to do it you kill off nathan drake immediately Mm mm-hmm he starts five, and Nolan North's character is dead. <laughs> Murdered. But or, unknown to you, because you're playing as the daughter, mm-hmm. having to find... The dead dad. Your dead dad. Who was trying to find some excursion. Yeah. As per typical treasure hunting, someone had to die. Yeah. Or he didn't believe a curse or something, and he got killed. Mm-hmm. All right, well, there you go. Not dog. God or, let's have a fun time here. She has to stop a nuke going off from some pirates in the middle of the ocean at Skull Island. <laughs> and she finds Kong. All right. What right. a what what a and then it turns into a monster game where you're fucking in what a you're, you're in Gundams would, fighting kaiju. What a ridiculous world would it be if it was uncharted Skull Island? And it was the fact that the Drakes found Skull Island. Like, Nathan Drake 
managed to find Kong and the rest of that issue. Sure. And then they had a monster mashup with Kong versus Godzilla, where they end up back in the Upside Down or whatever the hell, the, the in-between or whatever the name of that world was. <laughs> Jesus, we're just getting all wild. <laughs> the only se- sequel I want from I'm just, Sony... I'm just making references to references to references. <laughs> the only sequel I want from Sony is Ghost of Tsushima 2. Except I don't even know if you can do that. Probably not, but... Cause that's, I, that's the only sequel I'd be interested in. Well, I guess that's barring God of War, because that is coming out, and I am looking for It would to be more time. interesting if they made a sequel to that, Ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. And, or Ghost of Tsushima? I don't know, I guess it depends on how you... Um, and it's, it's a... It's not two. It is now, like fighter of mongols or something (laughs) because it is now you going i'm not fighting on this island anymore i'm gonna go kill yeah like you're no longer the ghost everybody knows you are jin sakai yeah and you are just so he goes to to like he goes to like korea to fight the mongols yeah like no longer ghost like the notorious ghost they did kind of allude to the at the end of the game about like the emperor in japan sending people to kill you or something like that yeah so do you, do you become best friends with the mongols and now take on the emperor of japan you must kill the prime minister <laughs> of Malaysia. <laughs> just what it becomes so hot right now <laughs> Mugato. jin sakai so hot right now uh, uh anyway number 12 phil spencer participated in a I am the right one, right? Yeah. Phil Spencer participated in a Wall Street Journal Tech Live interview. So naturally, we have some quotes. Uh, During the interview, Phil Spencer stated that Xbox Game Pass or console prices might be increased in the future. The Xbox executive stated, quote, I do think at some point we'll have to raise prices on certain things. But going into this holiday, we thought it was important to maintain prices, end quote. Well, I mean, that's basically them saying that they expect prices to go up after the holidays. Yeah, which I mean... I mean, the I PS5 would, I, got more expensive. Yes, but I think they, Microsoft shouldn't be shouldn't make it more expensive. But there's the harsh reality of just inflation on things, and it's probably going to happen, but I think it's bullshit. Same. He also commented on the Call of Duty situation in relation to PlayStation. Quote, when we acquired Minecraft, it was on, I think, 12 platforms, and now it's on, I don't know, 22 platforms? Our intent is to treat Call of Duty very similar to the way we've treated Minecraft, end quote. Spencer also clarified that he still sees ga- still sees games like Starfield and Elder Scrolls as more traditional exclusives in line with Mario and Zelda Nintendo. Fun so stuff. He's going to tell you I'm putting COD on everything. Yeah, your Tesla, that was COD. Your Samsung fridge, Call of Duty. You want to get some milk, have you know, fry some eggs, drop in Warzone while you're at it. Yeah, which makes that makes perfect sense. Like they don't I, I don't know. The argument of them, they could, they could do it, but like they would, they'd make more money keeping Call of Duty on PlayStation and putting it everywhere. Yes. Want Call of Duty on your phones? Like for rails? For rizzles? Not just mobile? Because you can play with cloud gaming? Call of Duty and your Halloween candy? Call of Duty day one on Game Pass or a week early with Game Pass? Ooh. Game Pass Pro, Call of Duty week early? Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass. And Microsoft not allowed to put Game Pass on PlayStation, so PlayStation gets the shaft. Ah, 
Uh, That's all perfect segue into the the short things. Oh, short bits. As per a new filing spotted by Axios, Microsoft set a 73% growth rate for Game Pass for the fiscal year 2022. But they only saw an increase of 28%. So that was the thing that I was saying about uh, that reference that's related to the um, 15% revenue of Microsoft. Can we first acknowledge that a 73% growth rate across a single fiscal year is insane? Yes. In that, ignoring that 73% number, a 28% growth rate across a single fiscal year is amazing. Right, yeah. Why would they... what, What... what insane? Why a seventy-three percent growth rate? Insane, insane in the membrane. Yeah, crazy insane. That's almost you. You might as well just say, "Oh, we're gonna double it. We're gonna double the size." Also, the other thing was uh, they have over twenty-five million subscribers. That was the other number that was kicking around this week. Um, anything else you want to add to Game Pass? Okay. Number two. I just like the idea of them getting so ballsy to be like, we're going to double our production. And they're like, there's somebody in the board is like, are you, what? Yeah. All right, I guess. The thing that was crazy about it, too, was that, uh, what was the, what was the CEO of Microsoft's name? Satalia or Satella or uh, something? I wanted to say Satya Nadella, but I don't know if that's right. He was so confident in that, that his pay was tied to hitting that. Some of his pay was tied to hitting that number. Yeah. Psychos. Um, Number two, Sony's London studio is working on an online co-op combat game set in fantasy London. The title is being built specifically for PS5 with the developer's Soho engine. I guess we'll see what that means. Yeah, no idea. Uh, Paragon, a MOBA that was shut down in 2018 by Epic, is being revived. Spotted by PC Gamer, the defunct MOBA is being reborn as Paragon the Overprime. It's being developed by South Korean studio Netmarble and PTO. Um, and will be free to play will will be a free to play action MOBA. That'll be interesting to see how that gets received. I know a bunch of people were pissed when it got shut down. Yeah, I I I guess they shut it down because of the success of Fortnite. Yeah, but it's like so if you're gonna turn it back on, do I get everything back that I unlock? Good point, actually. That's what I so, mean. Like that's where it gets. Very, I don't think so. It gets very weird how they want to dice that up because a I, lot, like I assume, a Paragon player would be pissed. Yeah, I, you shut it all down and then you turned it back on, and I don't get what. From the article I read, essentially, Epic handed all the assets to this developer and said, "Do what, do with it what you want." So I'm assuming they wouldn't. You know, like that would be a whole other project to try to. Yeah. Uh, Frontier Developments has announced that it will no longer be releasing major updates for F1 Manager 2022, just two months after the game's release. I'm hoping it's because there's a good reason for that. Uh, the reason for it is they they're just focusing their um on 23. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. That's a good enough reason because they released so late into the 22 season. I assume they would be trying to already focus on 23 to have 23 out. 
at the launch of next season, like when F1 kicks off next year, mm-hmm. that they will also drop 23 at the same start of the year to say, mm-hmm. hey, yeah. you can go with the season. This really doesn't offend me too much because there's not not a lot changes in Formula like there's not much you'd need. No, to... but when you get to the when you get to the manager stuff, it becomes uh, so like F uh, FM football manager does major ones every so often. Yeah, but it's to do stuff with like the engine usually specifically of like how things are being played. Like if something if something's getting cheesed, where all of a sudden you find out that this is like way too powerful. It's like that's not how that would actually play in real life. So mm-hmm. they need to like tweak their match engine around certain formations or whatever not where he has intended or yada yada mm-hmm. so it's like as long as nothing gets found out and and i don't know if there's even an online in f1 manager because if there was an online that's usually where the issue comes in but if it's just like oh going balls out with and swapping tires can just frequently hurts nothing like you yeah. you automatically win the race it's like okay well that's gotta you know there has to be a tweak there but maybe i would i would consider them a major maybe they don't yeah, they're still doing patches, obviously. Um, Steam has hit a new record this past weekend. 30 million concurrent users. A lot of users. That is a lot of users. Also, Dota International, though, is happening. So, that'll bring up numbers. Good point. Uh, Sega has opened a new office in Singapore to boost its activities across Southeast Asia. Sega opening a new office in 2022. Did you have that on your bingo card? I did not. The dispute between Disco Elysium developer... Uh, Z A E U M. I don't know how you, that's a way to pronounce. I don't know. I was gonna say Zaum. Zaum. I like that. <laughs> and its former staff appears to be to have escalated as reports emerge of a lawsuit filed against the Estonian studio, Telemir, Telemir, a company that includes the author of Disco Elysium's novel and uh designer of the game, filed the suit. Uh oh. According to Bloober Team's president, Silent Hill 2 Remake has been in production since 2019 and is currently in late-stage production. <clears throat> Square Enix uh, has filed a trademark that suggests they might be reviving their Parasite Eve series. Parasite Eve was a game that came out on the original PlayStation in 1999. Polish game developer and publisher CI Games released its updated Strategic Roadmap, which includes Project Scorpio, a premium multiplayer tactical PvE shooter in development at Underdog Studio, the team behind the latest Sniper Ghost Warrior games. Later to be uh, named the Xbox Series X. Oh, different Project Scorpio. <laughs> ha, zing. Reference. Uh, Wo Long Fallen Dynasty launched on March 3rd, 2023. That was one of those like Chinese games. That's the monkey one, isn't it? I don't think so. I think that's um that one's oh, no, that's Wukong. Wu- that's Wukong, yeah. yeah. Uh Bioware general manager Gary McKay didn't know that was the general manager since they've had so many, has said that Dragon Age Dreadwolf There's is a in- subtitle? Yep. Dra- <laughs> Dragon Age Dreadwolf is now an alpha and fully playable from beginning to end. He also confirmed that the capital of the of the Tevinter Imperium is in the game. So, most likely, the setting is the Deventer Imperium. Okay, cool. I have more questions. What are we talking about? When you say playable, does that mean good? When you say playable, does that just mean you can get the end? The reference that what was given... We, what are we ta- Who are we talking about? Where's Solus? Where's that dick? <laughs> How the, are you handling everybody's diverging storylines from 3? The reference that I 
that was given in an article that isn't relevant to this, but I'm going to say it anyways, is that Inquis- I think it was Inquisition. That was the last game we found, right? Inquisition. Yeah. yeah, Dragon Age Inquisition. Inquisition came out six months after it was in alpha. Like, once it had been... Oh, that explains a lot, actually. Yes. So, That's not uh, good. my hope... 2024? Is that the <laughs> soonest we see it would be this time next year, but I would hope for longer. Yeah. Uh, I'm in no rush. They should not be in any rush. They either. need to not be in a rush because they've screwed everything else up they've made in the last five years. Mm-hmm. And not like the fun screw. The, like, not fun This screw. is all disappointing and terrible. You've had yeah. to shut it all down. Um, which is... That's <laughs> bad. <laughs> the, uh... I'm I'm curious how the hell they handle everybody coming from Inquisition. Like we all ended different points with those characters. Those characters do different things. My guess is a time skip, so it's not relevant. And then I go, then what's the point of the alternating storylines? I hate everything. I mean, I'm willing to And even if it's a time skip, if it's a time skip, then just tell me they're all dead. And then tell me somehow Solus, no matter how you treated him, is God and is continuing. And I'm like, yeah. I don't understand. I think, actually, you know what would make sense? And, well, I guess not sense, but kind of what would fit. Because if I remember the end of Inquisition, he's supposed to be, like, the problem going forward. Yep. Um, By putting the setting in the Tevinter Imperium, it's removing itself from, like, the sphere of influence of the other games. Because the Tevinter Imperium is, like, it's always been a thing that's been in the background, and like you go there in Inquisition at one point. Remember that party? Oh yeah, yeah, the fancy party. Yeah, that was I think related to Deventer Imperium. It was some one of the cities. You were you were in Deventer. Yeah, well, yeah, I remember that. So I think it's like there, it's taking place there because a you know, ooh, new place, everyone's interested in it, but also it you separates can, itself enough. Yeah. Uh, 13, Kojima said the following about his new game. This is a classic Kojima quote. I am going to hate it. Quote, it's almost like a new medium. If this succeeds, it will turn things around, not just in the game industry, but in the movie industry as well. End quote. Do you think he bends over and sniffs his own ass every night? No, because he didn't go full Kojima. Okay. The full Kojima one not just in the game industry, but life as we know it would have been the Kojima line. Yeah. Also, just make a movie. That's what you want to do. Yeah. Just make a movie. Uh, Team Ninja has announced that the Neo series has now sold over 7 million units globally. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. A Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 leak posted on the Gaming Leak Rumors subreddit provided the first look at the rumored edition of popular footballers in the game. The images show... You're going to have to help me with these people. Neymar Jr. and Paul Pogba, respectively from PSG, and... Uh, how do you say that? Juventus. Juventus. Dressed as operators. Yeah, I saw that. That was weird. Yep. The Callisto Protocol... I was like, man, FIFA took a dark turn. <laughs> like, I know they're going to Qatar, but like... Well, you know. Gotta come back and heat. <laughs> the Callisto Protocol has failed to pass the Japanese Computer Entertainment Rating Organization certification, meaning it won't be released in an official capacity in Japan. They also um, canceled 
like their development of it for the Japanese. I'm assuming they mean like localization. Yeah. Well, it makes sense if they're like, we're not going to change anything. So if we can't get rated, screw it. Yep. Apparently it failed due to an overabundance of violence and graphic content. That's not surprising. George R. R. Martin hasn't played Elden Ring because his addictive personality would prevent him from working on the next installment in his A Song of Ice and Fire series. Which, yeah, uh-huh, don't even, the joke's too easy, just yep, ignore it. <laughs> now for some rumors! The Last of Us multiplayer standalone game might be free to play. In 85 years. Sources have suggested that PlayStation's full Discord integration will take place during the update that is scheduled for March 8th, 2023. Cool. Resident Evil Village may be getting VR support on PC, which kind of makes sense. It's coming to PSVR 2. Valve's new IP, Neon Prime, is likely a Dota-adjacent sci-fi game made by Icefrog. For reference, Icefrog was the lead developer for Dota and Dota 2. Kind of interesting. Yeah. I guess we'll see what that actually means in the end. For sure. I did not mean to turn that off. Anyway, so it's been, uh, been seven days. What you been up to? Nothing good, my friend. Shocking. Uh, you know, watching TV shows, Andor, it's amazing. I love it. Um, watching anime, Chainsaw Man, kind of wild. Um, oh, Chainsaw Man's not over? No, it just started. I figured they dropped one season and just said, there it is. I didn't realize they were doing episodes. It's Crunchyroll. That doesn't mean anything to me. Anime. They don't. They do it. It's, yeah, I know, but I don't know. They I don't call know Crunchyroll's release schedule. So when when they do new, they do sim- simulcasts. So when a new episode drops in Japan, they'll drop it. Oh, gotcha. So it's it's weekly. Um, got a three D printer, printing things, trying to mess with that. Which it's it's a lovely hobby for my current lifestyle, where I can't dedicate large chunks of time to anything. Turn it on and just say, "I'll see you tomorrow." Exactly. So I can like. I'm like, oh, I'll print this thing, and then I print it, and then like when I check it again the next day or like seven hours later or whatever the hell it is, I can be like, oh, all right, I need to tune this a little bit, blah blah blah, and then I print something else, and so on and so forth. Um, I printed a wand for uh, Aiden's uh, Halloween costume. Oh, I, I full size wand. I scaled it down to his size, so now he has something to stab you with. Exactly, exactly. Um, what else is new? You guys going full Harry Potter? Yeah. Are you going to dress up as a dead man? No. no Samantha no. did it, so we're all just wearing house. Oh. Like, she's, you know. Right no Hagrid for you. It's head yeah. She's. You should have dressed she, up as a Dementor. Oh, it just. That's just so good because tor- it's just like it just a blanket. Torture, it just torture people. Yeah. Walk up and just aggressively try to suck their face. Well, <laughs> if I had gotten a 3D printed or 3D printer earlier, I could have just, like, printed, like, Something cool like stormtrooper armor or something, and done like nuts. No, that's true. Nazgul helmet would have been interesting as well. That would be. Um, I don't know. That's about it. Oh, I started a new book. Um, this one is, I can't remember the name of it, but it is a. It is the story of uh, how do I explain this? It's Pacific Theater World War Two again. All right, I could have guessed that. Um, Iwo Jima and some other battles, but from the perspective of Japanese survivors. So, like, they're telling oh, their okay. story. First-hand and... accounts. And... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Primary sources. Yeah, pretty fucked up. Oh, um, yeah, of course, yeah. Every time you have primary sources, 
it's gonna be fucked up. Yeah, for sure. That's it. What have you been up to? It's the only time that it's not fucked up is when it's not a private resource. Uh, I, I've been, I've been doing this, doing the thing. Uh, I think we talked about it, but I did. I have one book left in the Witcher series mm-hmm. uh, that I need to start at some point. Lady of the Lake. Lady of the Lake. So, I'll get there eventually. The otherwise it's just been games. Did a little Gran Turismo driving today. I forget or, that sorry, I own yesterday. that. And I really need to play that. Yeah, I did a little bit of room, room. Got to the point where I got to start unlocking BMWs, and I was like, oh, "God damn it!" Just, I should just make Matt do these. So, <laughs> in that sim, are you familiar with SimiCube? SimiCube. Yeah, I know the name. Yeah. So they're like the premier um, maker of uh, force feedback wheel, the, yeah, yeah. the sim, sim wheel wheels. direct drive wheelbases. Yeah, they're like engines or whatever you want to call them. They motors, came out motors. That's what I want. They came out with a new pedal. A single pedal. One pedal. Oh. A clutch? Brake. Just a, oh. Well. A single brake. That's more interesting. Well, I, the universal thing with, with these crazy sim racers is the brake is the most important thing. Uh, they came out with a force feedback brake. An actual ABS brake. That's interesting. Yeah. So it gives you the full experience of like what a brake would feel like. Yeah. So... Sim sim racing world going nuts, obviously. Four hundred dollars. They had. You think they were going to tell you the price? <laughs> I would guess honestly. Well, no, I'm. I my guess would be, um, somewhere between. Honestly, my guess is somewhere between seven hundred and a thousand dollars. For a brake pedal, boys. Woo! Yep. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Anyways, continue. Yeah, so a guy was just driving around in that for a bit. Had a fun time. Got pitted by the AI in one race. Now I was just like, Matt is <laughs> that, that not AI. driving this AI. That AI. Uh, managed to come back and win, though, because I got I got double. So I got pitted. And as I was spinning out from a pit, I got hit by another AI, which put me back straight. Mm. And then I was, so I was in, I went from first at that point to third. And I was like, I'm, I'm coming for you. I'm not going to pit you. Because that might screw me up, but oh, do I want it? If this was any other game, <laughs> I'd T-bone you into a wall. <laughs> uh, that's great. That's I wish funny. I had a clip of it, because I was, I was pissed. It was on the Tokyo Expressway. And I got pitted going around a corner, mm. and I was furious. Uh, otherwise, it was fun. Uh, then I played some show, did some of that stuff. How's a? Oh, I'll wait to get to it. Okay, go ahead. Um, and then I played a little game called Wow. That's where I was going to ask. About. I knew you were. I was going to ask how's that? How's that going with Repatch? Uh, not bad for me. Okay, is there complaints from people? Oh yeah, but I mean, it's I'm assuming wow. I've seen the memes. So it's another week, another yeah. complaint, another list of complaints from a bunch of crybabies. Yeah, um, I see the meme going around of like, you know, player base. We want new UI. We want these changes. And then Blizzard like, oh, we changed the UI and we may change these things. And then Caleb Perry was, why did you change these things? Like yeah. that whole meme. There, there have been uh, a weird amount of people that I've seen on Twitter that are like. Just give us an option to have the old UI, and I'm like, "What <laughs> demented world do you live in where you think that's a good idea?" 
I understand you being like used to something and not wanting change, but that old UI was functionally garbage and you needed a bunch of things to make it work the way you think you do. Like you're un- you're so wrong I cannot express to you. I don't have the correct words to tell you how wrong you are. Yeah, it's it's a wild it's it's a wild I don't even know. It's just a wild concept that they're just like, hmm. uh, we'd like the, the old UI I'm, back. I'm allow I allow you to complain about like maybe broken features in the new UI. That uh, that's okay. I understand that. But to tell me you want the old UI back, you're no, you're wrong. You're just wrong. That's crazy. Uh, Especially considering you could probably replicate it. You can get pretty close. You, you throw some add-ons on, and you can pretty much get there. Yeah. But I'm like, what? What? They're like, oh, I, I used to look in just certain spots for certain things, and I'm so used to. Okay, then put them back there. What are you talking about? It. They're just I. Can't be. And the other thing that has pissed me off, and it's nothing to do with the game itself, because I again, I haven't had any issues on Freeman. I've just, the only issues I've had aren't even actually issues. They are, like, my weak horse and stuff not being updated. Yeah. But that's just waiting for third-party people that probably aren't getting, like, paid enough to do their development to mm-hmm. be able to actually do the updates and stuff. So it's like, yeah, yeah. whenever you guys get done with it, hopefully it's ready by the actual, like, launch expansion. But I can play the entire game right now with with no issue. Mm-hmm. For, again, for me. Yeah. Certain things are annoying, certain things aren't, but I can I can function, so I'm good. That's not to say that there's no issues. There's just no issues for me, mm-hmm. which is my preferred way, if you know what <laughs> I mean. Um, but there have been multiple people that have shown up in, like, Discord channels that I've been in or whatever that are trying, that are just starting to that just ask questions. And this this has always been happening, but are just asking questions that I want to scream, fucking Google it, yeah. And it's just it has pissed me off multiple days now. Where they're, they're like, I don't oh, like this. You guys, if you've been paying attention to anything and you want to consider yourself a high end player, this shit has been coming out. Like news of what is coming on this day has been coming out for months. I don't think that's exclu- I don't think that's necessarily like a wow specific thing. Either. No, I no, it's not. But it's just like dude. I've noticed that dude. trend recently in multiple like uh multiple groups that I follow that like if the person had asked, "Hey, can you give me a quick synopsis of what's going down in pre-patch?" Yeah. My answer is talent trees are all new. Mm-hmm. And then on November fifteenth is when Evoker, uh, the Drakthir Evokers come out, and when the new dungeon is playable on normal. If you and I, if you say, "Is that it?" I go, "Yes." And if you follow that up with, "So what about?" No, I told you the three things that are happening within the next two weeks. There is nothing else. And if you want anything else, Google it or log in and look at it. Mm-hmm. Like that's, oh sorry, the UI, the fourth thing. The UI, the talent systems, and then in two weeks, evokers and the new dungeon on normal. Do you just link the patch notes? I've come <laughs> I have come so close to just dropping patch notes on people. 
because Do I've, people, I sometimes I've I wonder if, if people like forget that patch notes are like a thing. I I got to the point where with one group I was messaging, I was in a channel in one Discord, and then there's the group of us that all like to be with each other in, or we were in another Discord, and I was messaging in the other Discord. I'm going to lose my mind if they keep talking. <laughs> That's how bad it got because I was. It was, I was like, why are you even entertaining them asking the questions? Just tell them, look it up. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was insane. Usually is. Like, there's certain questions I'll allow. There's, there's ones that I won't. And the ones that I won't are the ones where you're essentially asking me to read you patch notes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the, the ultimate form of hey do do my work for me yeah and it's like no i don't want to put any effort at all just, just i'd rather watch you not play the game anymore yeah frankly do i don't lose anything favor. after it yeah, yeah you're, doing, you're just helping all of us out that don't want to deal with you anyway all right yeah anyway that's that's uh that's what i've been up to i think my rant's over i'm good <laughs> that was nate's bed talk Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Pre-patch is a fun time, though. Certain things are a lot of fun, because you can do some... So, they made... I think it's a mistake, and I will stand by the fact that I think it's a mistake. They left legendaries, covenants, and conduits, or I guess by respect of conduits being on covenants, or by covenants being on conduits are obvious, but they left covenants and legendaries on which means that you can do some really dumb combinations of things. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that is a horrible idea for a month worth of tuning where you're going to go, oh, well, this and this and this and that. Oh, it looks like these things are really powerful. Like, just, no, just turn it all off. Let us only play with the new stuff going forward. It's just going to cause too many issues. Like, just turn that shit off. I mean, maybe they did it for experimenting. Like they were just like, "Ah, we're here." But certain things just like certain things just like break. Like it doesn't function well at all. They should have. They should have just turned it all off. Mm -hmm. And they would have been fine. Yeah, yeah. Because they put some conduits in the talent trees, Mm -hmm. or they put some covenant abilities in the talent trees. But like the conduit version is stronger than the talent, and they overlap, so you never want to pick the talent version. But if you don't know that, you would you would just be clicking through things and going, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll pick that. Except now you have a weaker power. It's like, no, just turn off the other ones. Hmm. Don't even make it a thing. So certain things are really annoying. Or like those, I find that to be a really annoying feature, because there are certain things you just do not want to pick now because another version is better in some what will be archaic system. Yeah, which eventually will be sunset. Yeah, so it's like, just turn it off now. Hmm. Maybe, in, I, I know they're not going to do it, but like, in phase two, it'd be, it would be nice if they went, after two weeks worth of like, yada yada, we're going to turn them off because it's just too ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, that might be it. Maybe they didn't want to like, but who knows? Cross that bridge right away. Yeah. I don't know what their plan is. We'll see. They, my guess, they don't turn them off, and we just go live into Dragonflight where they don't become an issue. That doesn't become a problem anymore. Because mm-hmm. they're not active in non-Shadowlands content. 
they're just active and channelized content, which is the only thing that you can do for a month where things live long enough to actually do uh, any damage. Okay. So it's like, I kind of wish you would just turn them off for now. <laughs> yeah. But whatever. That's more work for them, so they won't. Yeah. Which, hey, that's, like I said, I'll deal with it. I'm annoyed, but I'll deal with it. And then once Dragonfly launches anyway in a month, it won't matter. So, you know, fine, I guess. But anyway, that's all I got. Anything else? Negative. Perfect. In seven days, then, we shall see you again. Goodbye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.